The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show. I am your sitting very close to my phone because my audio has been screwed up for the last couple of weeks because I've been too far away. Host, Sam Long, and I am joined by the usual suspect, Caleb the Beans Ubel. Oh, that sounds so good. That's such a refreshing sound. Uh, What a refreshing sound. He's opening up a stone cold Jason Kelsey right now. Uh, he was drinking like Bud Light or something like that. No, I it, it was like blue something. I it, it was like a local like beer. Oh, was it a local? Stuff. Okay. No, it wasn't a local beer. It it's like it's one of those beers that you're not gonna find in like Wamigo, Kansas, but maybe you might find it like in Manhattan, Kansas, like the fridge type place. Yeah, something like that. I I heard it was like it's like Miller Lite, but like. Or on the East Coast or something is kind of what I heard. Okay. But I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was called because um, I'm not a journalist. I am just a personality. <laughs> so I just talk into this microphone that's not attached to anything. And um, that's it. Like, that's all I do. And I don't need to know what kind of beer Jason Kelsey was drinking. I just heard that he was really drunk and he drank out of a bowling ball. Do you think you remember that night? Like honest question. Yeah. You think you think so? I I heard a story from a podcast that I listened to. I don't even know if you can call the Dan Lebertard show with Stu Gotts a podcast. I don't even know what to call it, honestly, because it's a like show. Not, it, it is a show because like it's on YouTube and I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, they were like talking to like somebody and I think they mentioned that like Jason Kelsey like drank twenty beers one time. He and, drank twenty like, beers at the Super Bowl parade. That's right, and like he was like mostly fine. Like he was drunk, but he was like mostly fine. And so, he like, gave the greatest speech of all time, hammered off of twenty beers. I I love I Jason Kelsey is as close to a hundred percent approval as anyone in America has ever gotten. I agree. I could not disagree more. Or I could. How does that saying go? I I agree. I agree a thousand percent. You couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You couldn't disagree. disagree I agree. Yes, I couldn't disagree less. There you go. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You know what? Maybe that's a future. Maybe that's a top five later in the show. Top five people more popular in history or in U.S. history than Jason Kelsey. I feel like a lot of them are pretty controversial, but this would be a fun one. Um, I don't even have like five names. Um, and honestly, honestly, I might just put five most popular people in American history and then Jason can just be on the list. There you go. You know what? I'll make the list. I'll I'll make the list during the show while like you're talking. I have some names in mind. <laughs> Am I supposed but to fill anyway. the void now? No, you don't need to fill the void now. We have okay. beans. 
so this is a power hour show, obviously, because there's not a lot of football going on. We'll get to like maybe some basketball later on in the show. Probably not because Beans doesn't know that Terry Rozier got traded to the Heat and that Adrian Griffin got fired by the Bucks. He doesn't know that. So we're going to stick to what we know, a firm power hour of National Football League football playoff edition. And Beans, your Kansas City Chiefs, I doubt them. You didn't doubt them because you're a homer. Gavin doubted them. My neighbor who has a Bills flag in his window definitely doubted them. In fact, most of America had given up on Kansas City. And what do they do? They go into Buffalo and they do what they always do. They beat Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Because that's what Mahomes does. For reasons. He can't do it in the regular season. But he can do it in the playoffs. Beans, the score was 27 to 24, and Tyler Bass lined up for a game tying field goal, and he missed wide right up again. <laughs> and that was the final for your Kansas City Chiefs to advance to the AFC title game. Beans, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so you kind of you brought up the kick. Um, Tyler Ass. I kind of want to I, I wanted to kind of break this game down like almost like a tale of two halves. But you brought up the field goal and it's like you watch that game the whole time. Josh Allen's owning us. The run game's killing us. And then they just kind of veer away from running the ball and start passing it. it. And it comes down to this one kick. And you mentioned it in the first quarter on his first kick. I think it was like I, I, I believe it was Tyler Bass's first. It was either P.A.T. Uh, and you said, oh, gosh, we're in we're in it for a ride if he's having, you know, these kind of troubles. Yep. His and first PAT, he almost missed. Like, yeah. If you watch, if you watch, I, I don't want to say he almost missed it, but it was like middle, middle and the wind caught it. And it was like it barely like it, it just. It, it, yeah. Like it you said, just in, like a curveball. But it was but it was like, oh, man, like <laughs> if if the wind's going to like be like this, like we could. We could see some trouble kicking is the you thing. You and know, like, he did not have trouble kicking Harrison Bucker. He made a field goal. I mean, he made a field goal in that same end zone. So I don't know. Here's I don't know, thing. Bob. Harrison Bucker is, has one of the best legs in the game though. Like it, it's, it's like Mahomes or Josh throwing the ball in that wind. Yeah. You don't notice it as much because they're both like got huge arms. Like, if Tua was throwing in that wind, not to pick on Tua, Drew Brees is, like, a similar example. But, like, you know, Drew Brees or Tua throws in that wind, like, it's a little bit different because they just don't have as much arm strength. But, no, you could kind of see it after that first one. And it was just like, mm, okay, like, kicks are going to be tough. Like, you don't you don't really want it to come down to your kicker needing to make, it a, field, needing to make a field goal. It's kind of the way I saw it. So when Tyler Bass missed that field goal, did you ever have a doubt with Andy Reed and two timeouts and a minute 40 left in the game that, you know, Mahomes didn't have a chance at, at marching down the field and either getting it within field goal territory, reasonable field goal territory or scoring on that drive on, on that drive. If it were to come down to it. 
My chief concern is that the offense had kind of sputtered the last two drives. Part of that makes me think. Part Did they of really thinks, sputter? One of the sputters was they were in the red zone and fumbled. No, there were two drives before that. There were two okay. drives after that. There, okay. there were two. It, there was the. So. I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make fun of like Demar Hamlin for the punt thing. Uh, Buffalo went for a fake fake punt like inside their own forty. Um, I'm not gonna make fun of Demar for that um, because honestly, that is like at best or at worst like half of Demar's fault. It's probably Demar's fault because Demar should probably be smart enough to know that like we can't do this like here in this moment. That call is, or that check, because here's the thing. I I don't think people, like, really understand that, like, and I know I'm on a tangent right now. I don't think people fully understand that Kansas City had 10 guys in the field, and, like, there was only one, like, corner over the gunner. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't do that in that situation, but, like, literally what happened was, is Buffalo probably has like a check where if it's this distance and there's this box which there is now because that one guy is gone then we're doing this and i feel bad that it's damar that that happened to i don't even know if damar checks to that you know what i mean i don't know whose job it is to check to that Mm mm-hmm but, like, that's what happened. The shitty thing is for DeMar is, like, they're probably, like, two yards away, like, two yards less away from, like, that check just not happening. It's probably, like, under five yards is probably the check. It's probably, like, fourth and up to fourth and four. Yeah. And, like, with a light box, you check. Because you have numbers. But, I don't know. I kind of felt bad for him on that. But the Chiefs, like, got the ball after that and fumbled, and then they had, like, another possession. I can't remember. I, I think they had two more possessions because I think they got the uh, – I, I, they might not have. But the Chiefs' offense, like, really wasn't clicking, and I think that had to do with just kind of it being the end of the game. Um, that's been kind of a consistent thing. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where this year – I know I'm talking a lot, but I always kind of felt like Pat would make that play to, like, get us in position to win the game. But, like, this year, he's been in that situation, like, several times, like, three times off the top of my head. Lions, Packers, Bills, like, there might even be another one. But there's, like, I think the Raiders, like, the Raiders game. Uh, no, because we got our ass beat that game. Um, Denver, like, Denver's like a half example, because we ended up getting blown out. But if we would have, like, got a touchdown in that situation, we'd have been back in the game. Um, point, point is, there were, like, at least three games this year where it's like, okay, like, Pat needs to go and, like, score a touchdown and, like, we'll, like, win the game. Or, like, we can tie the game with a field goal or something. And uh, he like over three, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Pat hadn't done it this hasn't done it this year, so like to me, like I'm not sure we have the horses. Pat's like a 
like Kentucky Derby winning jockey and like a Preakness States winning jockey, but like we don't have the horses to run the Belmont because that's the longest leg in the Triple Crown. And our jockey can only do so much if our horse doesn't have the stamina. And with the weapons we have, it kind of feels like we have a horse that can't run that, run the Belmont. Uh, I agree. Um, although in this game we had, I can't remember what the exact number was, but we had six players that had, um, we had six players that had a play over 25 yards. Uh, well, no, it was five. Patrick Mahomes had a rush play run play for 24 yards. So that's, that's my bad, but every play had at least a, a yard, a, a carry of 25 yards or more. So I, I feel like we all kind of came through together. One thing I did notice on, on this game was that, you know, all ye- all season long, we saw a lot of up the middle, up the middle. And the only time we would go from sideline to sideline was on screenplays. I noticed in this game how we didn't see a lot of middle plays. Yeah, we saw Rasheed Rice cross over the middle, but it was delayed almost to where we would let him cross through and then we would hit him off to the side. We saw a lot of sideline action this game, whereas before previous weeks we saw a lot of we saw a lot of middle. So this was definitely something different, and I don't think the Bills were ultimately ultimately prepared for a lot of that uh, outside action. Granted, I know a lot of their players were hurt, a lot they were not deep at all. Uh, so I wonder if that had some things to do with it. But now you know, moving on to next week, not to jump ahead or anything, but like that's just something to prepare for. You know, like. We saw a lot of middle stuff. Now we're seeing. Now we saw in a game where they actually can't go because MVS. What were his targets? They were towards the side. Uh, Travis Kelsey. He ran a. He ran a, a a corner route. You know, like that. You know, these are these are plays that were developed in this game, and I think that's something that is pretty significant to pay attention to. You mentioned injuries. I just I gotta get this off my chest too. So like. God, I hate doing this, especially after we win. So, like, we'll talk about it when we talk about us playing the Ravens. Spoiler, the Ravens beat the Texans. Shocker, I know. But, like, every time we, like, play the Bills or the Bills are in the playoffs, it, like, okay, let me back up. So a lot of people are going to point to the fact that Miami and Buffalo's defenses are just beat to hell, right? And a lot of that is going to be like the like narrative about oh, like Kansas City hasn't actually figured anything out. I don't know if they have or not, but the narrative is going to be they played two like really beat up defenses with like a bunch of bums on them. Like AJ Klein's like a billion years old. And he's Bruce trying Irving to is a back. Bruce Irving is a billion years old. Yeah, like dude, like there's guys that are just old and like not fast and like you can't expect AJ Klein at this point in his career to cover Travis Kelsey. Like that's just the way it is. But like the thing is, is like so that'll be the narrative, and like they'll talk about how Baltimore has like a really good defense and they're young and they're fast, and like they're correct about that. But the one thing I'm going to say about the two teams that we played is Miami has not been healthy or playing well the last two seasons towards the end of the year. So something about Miami, whether it's the players, 
I don't love to call players injury prone, but whether it's the players or like how Mike McDaniel practices or just rotten, no good, bad luck, Miami has like fallen off in the last like month, month and a half of the season, the last two, two years. And Buffalo, have you ever noticed how like Buffalo is like decimated by injuries every single season? Every season at this time. It's, it's every season. So like this is just normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I I don't love that Tredavious White is like hurt all the time because I like Tredavious White. But like why would anyone pencil Tredavious White in for any playoff game at this point? Yeah. Like he cannot stay healthy. Like there's so many people on the defense where it's like this guy is hurt every year. Like it, it is just like all these guys are always hurt and like for better or for worse, whether it's because we draft players that get hurt less, which again, I don't know if that's actually a thing or if Andy's just better at like keeping his players fresh. I know Kansas city has injuries, but like the defense has been mostly intact and like the team for this entire time that Mahomes has been around has been mostly intact come playoff time and during the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like it's not a coincidence that Kansas city has been really good and really good about not being injured. <laughs> yeah. And we can go ahead and jump into some of our injuries that we have now. Obviously we still have Kadarius, Tony and Sky Moore out, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, I think we're, I, I don't even know if those two have real injuries. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like I, not to completely cut off the injury conversation, but like with the way McCole played, I I can see why you want to keep him active, but like there's only four receivers that I think need to be active on our active roster. That's Rasheed Rice, Richie James, MVS, and Justin Watson. And if we don't have wide receivers because they get hurt, like so be it. Yeah, so we have we have those two out, and that you know they'll probably continue to be out. Um, I'll kind of go over the injuries and then like kind of discuss who's replacing them and like how well they did this last game. So like for instance, Joe Tooney. Uh, I messaged you guys in this in our group chat earlier, but Joe Tooney, you know, he has a sprain pec. Um, you know, that's kind of a day to day thing. They said they don't know if he'll be back. It, you know, with he looks promising, but you never know. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know Joe Tooney was out until the fourth quarter. Nick Allegretti, like until like late into that game, like Nick Allegretti was holding his own. And I honestly believe Nick Allegretti anywhere else would be a starter or reasonable backup. And I am so glad that we have him on his team because from tackle to tackle, he is able to play. So I'm, I think we'll be fine. I, I don't like starting Allegretti. However, he is a, like I said, he is a reasonable backup and is a solid left guard in this situation yeah you never want to lose an all pro um, exactly you don't want to lose an all pro it's like it's like s tier and then like you know like this guy is just like he's gonna get the job done like yeah, it's exactly where he's at um but I, joe thuny is probably going to try um oh he's gonna tape it up he's gonna put whatever he's gonna get fucking horse cream on him he's gonna be like He's going to become out of here. He's going to want to play. I he, nothing's going to yeah, stop he's him. Gonna, he's going to be able to see sounds with the shit that they like inject into his body. Exactly. Um, and but if he doesn't play, you know, if we are able to win the game, then you know, quite possibly 
like, you know, he might be. <laughs> I love how we say he might be close to 100%. Like, he's probably going to get surgery after the season, probably. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, like, no one's 100%, like, except for the kickers, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe not even Buffalo's putter was 100% by this time. Um, by the way, kinda... massive storyline that, like, is going completely under the radar is that, like, again, I know I'm distracting from the injury conversation that, like, you fully set up, but, like, Buffalo's putter was awful. Well, I don't think he was the starting punter, was he? No, he was their starting punter. Oh, God. Oh, and he had a hamstring injury. Didn't he have, like, a hamstring yeah. injury? Yeah, he, like, blew out his hamstring, like, running, like, for a tackle last week. And they signed a different punter to the practice squad. And then, like, they said he was, like, good to punt. And, like, both his punts were terrible. Just, and like you can see I, mean, was, I don't get like, that. Just sit out. Just, you're fine, dude. No, I'm telling you right now, that is, like, an underrated storyline that I don't think anyone is, like, brought up anywhere. Like, I think his net punting was, like, 40 yards. Like, yeah. He probably gave us, like, 10 yards per drive. Yeah. That um, he punted. They only punted, like, twice, but they were both awful. Yeah. That's also probably a reason why they checked to that fake. That's part because of he it, wasn't probably. a good punt because they were pretty. I mean, weren't they like at the forty? They were at like thirty to forty. 30? Yeah, so yeah, somewhere between thirty and forty. So they probably thought like we're only going to pin them like to about the other thirty with the way their punters like hunting. Oh man, yeah, that's a massive storyline that I don't think anyone's pointed out. Hard hitting analysis that you only get here. Um, so moving on anyway, from Joe. Who else is hurt? Move, moving on from Joe Tooney, uh, uh, Willie Gay, neck injury. Uh, during that game, it kind of Willie Gay was our spy. He did really freaking good against the Bills the last time we played him. He's kind of struggling a little bit, but then again, all of our linebackers were really struggling in this game. So I'm kind of hoping to have Willie Gay back by this next game against Baltimore because we're going to need that spy. We're going to Lamar Jackson needs a spy. Uh, granted, you know. You know, Josh Allen is a literal Buffalo and Lamar Jackson is just a little bit different, a little bit shiftier. But I think Willie Gay's athleticism kind of matches what Lamar Jackson can do compared to like uh, Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil is awesome. Nick Bolton looked bad in the first half. I think he came out and looked fine in the second half. He just looked kind of displaced, looked lost. I think he was being asked to do a lot of things he doesn't usually do. Then again, you're a linebacker. I know a lot of people are going to look at our linebackers and say they look like crap this game. It is hard to play linebacker when you have to worry about a quarterback like Josh Allen who can chuck it 80 yards down the field, which I want to get to here in a little bit, chuck it 80 yards down the field and also be able to run, bulldoze you, plow you, juke you, move the way he does. So I I understand from a linebacker perspective why Tranquil, Willie Gay, before he got hurt, and Nick Bolton being a little bit displaced uncomfortable not reading everything correctly because like i i said in our group chat you don't know whether to shit or stand because you have josh allen as a quarterback um so you're gonna have to really think about your little your linebacker sets you're gonna see a lot of dime if if gays willie gay is out i'm i imagine you're gonna see a lot of nickel and dime anyways probably um and then mike edwards he's in concussion protocol Hopefully our neutral doctor is a little bit cooler than everybody else and lets him play. But Chamari Connor stepped up 
for being a rookie and being put into that situation, you're probably rolling a lot with the second team in the first place. And then to come in and say, Hey, Edwards is out. You're the guy. He made a lot of professional plays in that game. And I, and I heard on a, I heard from, I was listening to a podcast and I wish I could remember who I was listening to. Uh, so that way I could quote them. But, uh, during the podcast, they said that when they drafted Chamari Connor, they didn't expect him to have this massive of an impact when they first drafted him because they thought, yeah, he's going to be like a special teams guy. And then he came to practice and has just been stride for stride, one of the better DBs on this crew. However, he's still got that rookie mentality, so it's going to be a little bit. But they think he is a dude, and so that makes me excited. We got to see it firsthand this game. So I, I do think with Mike Edwards being out, that hurts. We have, we're losing that veteran presence, but Chamari just stepped up, and I'm I'm excited for him to, for the next three years after this season. Wasn't he, like, I think he was PFF's, like, highest-graded defensive player this last week. I don't know. He was your, uh, he was one of your seventh-round draft picks uh, two years before he was, <laughs> before he was draft-eligible. We'll never let, I will never let that down. You draft, you mock-drafted him before he was draft-eligible. <laughs> it's because I'm a ball knower, bro. You know ball. Sam yeah, knows ball. Because he, because he, I'll tell you exactly my rationale for drafting him two years ago. Um, he went to Virginia Tech. That was literally it. Yeah, and he has a cool name, Jamari Connor. Like that's I, I like didn't even care about the cool name. It was literally that he Virginia Tech just put out they don't do it anymore because like uh Frank Beamer's not there anymore, yeah. but like Virginia Tech literally just used to poop out like fucking DBs. Like all over the place like the fullers all the fullers i'm pretty sure went to virginia tech yeah and then you had Jamari connor terrell edmonds all those guys um so all the edmonds that went to like there too and like there's guys like before that as well i just don't know them because i'm a jackass and don't know anything so i brought up the i brought up the pass and we we can talk about this and then we can kind of move on to the ravens game but that throw was Beautiful. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Shame on Stefan Diggs for fucking dropping that. Imagine the play. I don't think Twitter would have ever been the same if he would have caught that pass. That, oh my that, god. That throw was legitimately like 60 yards, like in the air, like on a rope, like dot. Okay, so I want to make a comparison here. Mahomes Super Bowl uh, against Tampa Bay, where he is literally vertical to the ground, and that play is dropped. Where Daryl yeah, Williams that, hits his helmet where... and he drops it. Now rank that compared to this one, where in the wind, Josh Allen throw, heaves a ball so far and almost to the point where Diggs stride for stride could have caught it over his shoulder, and Diggs dropped it. Rank which one is the worst? Oh, you mean like the worst one in terms of like which one hurts the most? Uh, I know what hurts me the most, one, but like sure. from a neutral perspective, which one no, hurts the most? That that one play for Pat doesn't hurt me at all because that game was over. We were down by like dude, we were down by like twenty two points. Like it would have been really cool, and it would have been like on the highlight reel forever. It's still, it's it still, still on the is. highlight reel forever. Yeah, like people still bring up that. People still will like have stills of like throwing that pass, like he actually completed it. It's um, in our background. 
yeah, no, like it's it's yeah, it's in our background. Like, yeah, it actually, yeah, go check out our new background on our Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Um, but no, like, dude, that throw the the Mahomes throw is like one of the most impressively athletic things I've ever seen, but it also kind of went through a linebacker's hand. Like, that Josh Allen throw is the greatest incompletion I have ever seen. I legitimately could not believe that he put that throw where he did. And if Diggs would... Well, here's the thing. One, that throw hurts way worse. Because if Diggs catches that, then suddenly, like, we're at the 20 with all the momentum with, like, two minutes to get this touchdown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that changes a lot of things very drastically. And honestly, that play kind of slowed the momentum down. Because, like, Allen, like, fumbled that ball, ball like, later in that drive and, like, almost threw that pick later in the drive. Like, that last drive, like, became kind of herky-jerky because I feel like Allen didn't trust his teammates by the end of it. And which, let's, not, let's not hide the fact, he was wheeling and dealing. Like, his throws to Khalil Shakir, two that come to mind, is the one in the end zone and the one, like, on right. the one-yard line to get that first down. Like, Duffy is draped on Shakir, and he could only put it into one spot, and Shakir caught it. Like, Allen was just, Allen was on one, and it still wasn't good enough. No, like, if I'm being real, dude, that throw was just so disgusting. Like, (laughs) I, I never, like, bring this up, especially online. I, I don't like getting into, like, a bunch of debates, like, online. But, like, there's always the debate. It's, like, who's got the bigger arm? Like, Mahomes or Josh Allen? And it's, like, so very obviously Josh Allen has a way bigger arm than... I should say a way bigger arm, but, like, Josh Allen, like, has 99 throw power. Mahomes got, like, 97. Like, Josh, yeah, Allen's, yeah. Got, Josh Allen's got, like, two overall points higher throw power than, like, Mahomes, like that dude has just got such a goddamn cannon. I, I mean this so genuinely. Josh Allen probably is the most talented quarterback in the league. The problem is, is that Mahomes has like ninety five percent of his arm, arm talent, and like seventy five percent of his rushing talent but has, like, such a large mental edge about how to play the game and how to be great and, like, what it takes to be great edge over him that that's why Mahomes just always comes out slightly ahead in the playoffs. Like, that's what it is. Like, Mahomes' football mind is just, like, that of one of the GOATs, and Josh Allen's is just, like, one of, like, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, uh, this this game, America deserved it. Uh, it was beautiful. It was 50 gorgeous. 50 million viewers, Beans. Isn't that the most in the divisional round and most yes. since last year's Super Bowl or something like that? It, it, it's the most in divisional round history, and Mike Florio said it was only 39. 
and then got disproven by 11 million viewers like an hour later because Florida is a fucking idiot. So it, it was a beautiful game. America deserved it. Um, Taylor Swift, one more game at least. So now we're moving on to Baltimore, obviously. Um, kind of looking ahead on this game a little bit. Um, is this the best team that the Chiefs have ever faced against in the AFC Championship game? In the AO, oh, in the AFC Championship game? Uh, yes. I think both those Bengals teams are, like, about the same. Um, they're about the same. That Titans team, like, no. Um, the 19 Patriots, I think, are probably... It's between, well, the the eighteen nineteen Patriots. Excuse yeah. me. The nineteen Patriots were the ones that had were great, and then everything just fell off the wagon. Um, I think your real contenders are the eighteen nineteen Patriots, the nineteen twenty. Like, not the the Titans team is a no. That Bills team is a no too. Like, they were good. Like, that Bills team was good, but they were ascending. The best Bills team that Kansas City ever beat was the uh, 13-second game. Yeah. That was the best Bills team that Kansas City ever beat. Um, But that Bills team, no. And then the Bengals teams, I think, are like... Three and four, I think. I, I think last year's Bengals... Are slightly better. Yeah, I would say last year's Bengals team is slightly better than the one from two years ago. That'd be my three. And then you can kind of just debate who you want between the uh, 19 or the 2021 Bills and the. Uh, yeah, you can kind of just debate between. That Bills team and the first Bengals team on which one was better. The Titans is obviously the worst team that we played. Yeah. By a lot. Um, I think I think if the Ravens end up winning the Super Bowl, I think you can firmly put them like as a complete toss up between that Patriots team. Yeah. I would say they're probably a little bit better. Because that Patriots team was pretty flawed. So I would say yes. This is probably the best team that we played in an AFC title game. I would say I would say Patriots, last year's Bengals, this year's Ravens are probably the three like ones where the game felt in danger, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think top to bottom, like as a whole, I do think that the Ravens are better. They have a better um they have a better defense. Like let's be real. That secondary looks good. That linebacking core is solid. Uh they're fast, they're physical. You know, you got Lamar Jackson at quarterback. You got three running backs that can kind of just do whatever. Uh, they're kind of, you know, irre- you know, they're kind of re- 
interchangeable at what they can do. Uh, you know, Isaiah likely is kind of coming into his shell. Honestly, like he could be a starting tight end somewhere. And, uh, I do think top to bottom, this is probably one of the better rosters that Kansas city's ever faced in the AFC championship game. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it probably, if it's not, then it's, it's a, like, it's a close second. Like it, it is like so far removed. It's so far removed from like that first Bengals team and that first Bills team, or I guess and that Bills team. In my opinion, it's so far removed, and it, it it's because they're the total package. Yeah, so, I don't. So, yeah, I mean, will this Ravens team is really good? They basically DJ Stroud went against Cleveland's defense and put up like serviceable points. I think a lot of people kind of overhyped what CJ Stroud did because of two pick sixes. Like the score looks really big and everyone's like, oh well CJ Stroud blew him out. That was like a 10 point game with like Joe Flacco driving to cut it to a one possession game, like midway through the third, and then Joe Flacco turned into Matt Schaub. Yeah. <laughs> like that game's a lot closer than you would expect. So CJ Stroud's a rookie and like the Texans are just not very good. This was exactly like the the only thing that didn't happen that I felt like was going to happen was I thought the Texans would probably like stay in it until they lost by about like 10 to 14 points at the end of the game. Something where it's like, Baltimore scores a touchdown with six minutes left and CJ Stroud doesn't get it going and like the game ends, right? I kind of thought we were going to get the Jaguars effect from last year where it was like, oh, well, the Jags like played the Chiefs kind of close, even though like Mahomes sprained his motherfucking ankle and played on one ankle in the entire second half. Um, I, I'm going to come out right here. We can already just say this is uh, taxes are not making the playoffs next year. That's my hot take. Damn. That's kind of quick. Um, yeah, no, they're going to do, they're going to do what the Jags did. Like, it, like it's the same thing. Just go like eight to nine and no, it's the mediocre. same thing. They won like nine games. Like I, they won. Oh, nine let's be real. Games. Nowadays, nine games could give you a playoff berth. But they won nine games, and they got to play the Jets. They got to play who finished last in the AFC West last year, like the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, they got to play the Jets. They got to play the Raiders. They got to play the worst team in whatever NFC division they were put, or what other what other extra NFC game they got to play, and they got to play like the fucking um. I guess they got to play. They had to play the Browns, which wasn't like easy, obviously. But like they basically just, and then they played the AFC South. Like if you split those games, like that's basically they got handed like five to six free wins. Now they have to play Buffalo, Kansas City, and like Baltimore next year. They're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, like Jacksonville did the same thing. They finished in last. They won eight to nine games, and the rest of the division shit all over itself, or whatever, because they're all bad. They're all mid. 
And they didn't make the playoffs because they completely collapsed when they started having to play good teams. You know what wouldn't surprise me, like, genuinely? Like, it wouldn't surprise me one iota if, like, the Titans just won the division. Because the division's not good, and they get to play the Jets. They get to play the Chargers. And they get a, they get a, they, they get a fucking play the Bengals, I guess. And that's kind of a rough draw. Everyone in the FC North is good. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Like, that division sucks. And I'm coming out right now that CJ Stroud is slightly overrated because of a decent season where this team made the playoffs, but none of the teams are actually any good. <laughs> I have no takes on this um, because, I mean, I like C.J. Stroud. I, You know, we saw uh, we all make fun of his Wonder Lick score or whatever and all that stuff. But I think he made Nico Collins look good. He made a, you know, whatever round Tank Dell was drafted in, like third, fourth or fifth, whatever. Um, you know, he kind of made he kind of made chicken salad out of chicken shit, if, in my opinion. I mean, Nico Collins, like he was highly touted coming out of college. Tank Dell, you know, a lot of people kind of praised and some people kind of praised him. Um and you know he kind of made like i said he he, he kept uh oh god who's schultz he kind of kept him intact uh uh you know you had singletary on that roster so i think like the 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 the, the uh roster construction was there and i think cj stroud was able to just kind of come in and fit fine and jive with this roster so hopefully I... that hopefully going forward that they can just develop this roster upon his ability uh, uh, with his uh, ability uh with his skills and that is being a good passer so I don't hate like CJ Stroud, obviously. Like I, I think he's good. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence are the same quarterback. Like in my eyes. Like they they're the same like thing. Like they're both guys who can move and like but are more passers than throwers. Or more passers than runners. And I just look at it. And again, I didn't watch a billion Texans games, obviously, because the Texans weren't, like, on prime time or anything. But, like, I sit here and I think last year, I mean, I I said last year, you can run the tape. I told you the Jags aren't going to make the playoffs because they're not actually good. I didn't think the Texans would be any good and win the division. I thought it would be the Colts. I was one Colts win. It, I was one uh, Goodson drop away from that probably happening, actually. Uh, Tyler Goodson, shout out Iowa. Iowa can't offense. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. That's my hot take, um, which is way more interesting than the Ravens just, like, beating the shit out of that team because, like, they really did. Like, CJ Stroud didn't play super well, and neither did Houston because they played a real defense. And a and real like, offense. Yeah, they play real defense and real offense. And, like, I don't know. Like, uh, it always felt like C.J. Stroud was, like, everyone was like, oh, wow, C.J. Stroud's throwing the ball, like, way downfield. And it's like, oh, so now, like, he's just going to get, like, a bunch of cover three and, like, like soft shell zones. So, like, is C.J. Stroud going to be not to, like, call his, you know, freaking cognitive test and just into like bring it into that like is cj stroud gonna be patient enough to take dump offs i think he probably will be because like he's a 
professional style quarterback. But it's just gonna be one of those things where it's like, are the Texans going to be as explosive next year? Like, I don't know. So so kind of moving on to this Chiefs versus Ravens game, what is your final score predictions for the game? Well, to just what kind of go thoughts? over the game like slightly before I talk about why the Chiefs are going to lose. Um, it's kind of this matchup of it, it's it's literally just it's like a boxing match, right? Like the Ravens have everything. It, they are um Adonis Creed in the sense that like you know they're the total package and like they're the heavyweight champ, they're the one seed, like they got home field. There's like a lot to really like with Baltimore. They have a good defense. They have, have a great good offense. Like they have the MVP. Like they have an elite kicker. Like, like they don't they're not missing anything. Like Baltimore's a very complete team. And realistically, like they could have won a playoff game last year with Tyler Huntley, and that just shows how good the team was. Because they made the playoffs with Tyler Huntley, like while Lamar didn't play half the season. And like the Chiefs, to me, are like Rocky Balboa, and it's literally just like, wow, this roster has like lots of flaws, but boy, they sure have Patrick Mahomes, or sure they sure have that like left hook that could like knock you out or whatever. So it really feels the Chiefs on paper should not win this game. And the only reason people think that they can is because of Patrick Mahomes. And then to like a lesser extent, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Like it's literally this game is literally one of the greatest quarterbacks ever as a perception. Uh, two Hall of Famers and like three all three or four all pros with like a bunch of mid walking in against like the best roster like in the league, like up there with San Francisco. So I don't think Kansas City will win. I think it's a fool's errand to pick them. I think the offense is taking advantage of a lot of unfortunate not healthiness from the Dolphins and Bills. And that's great. I love it. I really feel like this will probably be one of those rare, like, multiple score losses. It just feels like one of those games where Baltimore is going to beat us by a touchdown in the first half and then just beat us by a touchdown in the second half. You know what I mean? Like, this feels a lot like 31 to, like, 17 to me. All right. Um... Now here comes my little rant. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, we kind of gone through a generational wave, you know, like before we had Joe Montana, Dan Marino, and those guys, you know, uh, Randall Cunningham. Now we've kind of moved on to this. Uh, uh, then we moved on to uh, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, all these guys. And then we kind of moved on now to Josh Allen, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and all these guys. Um, Mahomes is going to continue to chase Brady because that's where you know that's S tier. You know we're always gonna everybody's gonna always chase Brady just like everybody chases Jordan. Um, this game is the one game M Mahomes is looking at the rest of the playoff schedule and thinks 
there is one game he has to beat in order to chase Brady's accomplishments, to continue to try to strive for the mountaintop and beat Brady. And this is his time. This is this is the time where he needs to do it. And it's against Baltimore right now because I think he's looking at San Francisco and thinks I can I can get I can pick those guys apart. I can play against those guys. I can compete against those guys. He's looking at Detroit. You know, give give us that second chance against Detroit. Levon Patrick Mahomes has this one personality trait that just comes out of him, and it's Patrick Levon Mahomes, and he shows up and balls out. They just beat the Buffalo Bills, and he only needed to have 200 and what was it 215 yards passing and only 20 yards rushing so 235 total yards of ground coverage on in an offense in order to beat the buffalo team like he is coming out in this game and i think he's gonna just put everything on his back and show up and show out and i i I do think ravens are good I think they're going to match tit for tat everything that's going to happen in this game because they are good. They're going to be explosive. They're going to make plays all the time. And it's just going to feel like a heavyweight match, just left hook, right hook. And we're we're not a roster constructed just like Baltimore. Not, we don't have an OBJ. Well, let's be real. We have Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie. We don't have uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who's a really good, talented wide receiver. I think in the end, it's going to be 31-27. I think it's going to just be a dog fight until the end. Do we win the dog fight? Yes, we do. Sorry. I, I didn't specify that. We win the dog fight, yes. See, I I can't bring myself to I I just think it is a mountain. This game very much reminds me of Super Bowl um fifty-four. That's what this game reminds me of personally. Except the issue is, is um, San Francisco had Jimmy G, and Baltimore has Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like San Francisco probably should have beat us for that Super Bowl. So, again, I think the last time these two teams met up wasn't it forty six forty five? Baltimore came out on top. I I think that was the Clyde Edwards Alaire fumble game. I I yeah. think. Yeah, Either way, this so. is going to be a great matchup. Spags is going to be in his bag. He always prepares well for we, – uh, yeah, he gave up 46 against uh, Lamar Jackson, but he's always – you know, he does really well against uh, – That defense, though, not this defense. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. This, this and that, not the same. Exactly. So, all right. I do not have my list done yet. So let's move on. Um, I don't think we need, you know, we, we've talked a lot and everything. So I think, you know, now you preluded to it. Let's just go over the NFC. Um, what I can tell you is, is that San Francisco beat Green Bay. Andreas Carlson needs to be, you know, exported from wisconsin or something or deported from wisconsin he missed a crucial field goal brock purdy leads game winning drive i use that term loosely um san francisco comes out on top and detroit beats tampa bay fortunate for my prediction really thought tampa had that obviously not um they beat they win with a last second well with an interception 
in the waning time. Um, Todd Bowles could have made Detroit kick a field goal and potentially, uh, you know, tied the game if they missed, but he did not care, obviously. So anyways, our matchup is perennial juggernaut team, San Francisco, perennial juggernaut team when healthy, San Francisco, excuse me, versus perennial underdog at all times, Detroit. You want me to talk about it a little bit? Well, no, absolutely not. I don't want you to talk about any of it. I want us to sit here and let it marinate. I don't feel comfortable. I don't. I don't feel comfortable at all right now. <laughs> what do you think? Let, let's give an X factor in this game. What, what do you think the X factor is for this game? Dan Campbell, baby. Dan Campbell's the X factor. He's always the X factor. He, he's uh, that. Hard hitting analysis is always <laughs> <laughs> no. I uh, always X factor. I'm thinking about this from a Chiefs perspective. Like if we win bo- against Baltimore and we need to face somebody, I want to face against Detroit again. I want that matchup again. How fun would that be? A week one matchup was Detroit and Kansas City. You know, Super Bowl matchup, Detroit against Kansas City. Um, Dan Campbell, I think he makes a lot of you know big nut decisions. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he's kind of kind of a little bit different. He just makes plays that just work. And uh, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, he was kind of in this situation before. He was kind of banged up. He was hurt. Um, so can he carry the weight of this on his shoulders? He kind of looked like crap last game. He's kind of always just been a game manager. Uh, he's kind of been carried away by the weight of his uh, defense uh, and all the talent that surrounded him. So you kind of got a lot of gut stuff going on here. Uh, I just want to face Dan Campbell. I, I love Dan Campbell. He's a great coach. Uh, I love his energy, his mentality. And I'm just, I'm just picking this one in support of Campbell. So uh, my X factor is going to be Jared Goff, um, mostly because he's played this team before, um, especially being the former quarterback of the Rams. And honestly, um, San Francisco could win if Brock Purdy's having a very average to below average game. Um, that is not going to happen for Detroit. If Jared Goff goes in there and plays like crap, um, it's game over, bro. And the game's not going to look very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 as much as I don't want to say it, you know, like Detroit has a very high feasibility of getting blown out in this game. I don't think they will because they're playing good football right now. But if you remember, Detroit had that little spell right beforehand, right before the playoffs, really right before the Dallas game, where they were just playing bad football. They were just turning the ball over like a motherfucker. So I tell you what, I think Jared Goff plays well. I don't think he plays that well, though. I think Brock Purdy will go in there, do some game management, probably go for, like, 250 and, like, two touchdowns or something. Yeah, probably something along that. Along that. Along those lines, I would say. About 250 and two touchdowns. CMC probably goes for, like, 100 yards and, like, a touchdown. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick San Francisco like 
31 to like 24 or we'll give them 27, 31 to 27. Detroit puts on an extra field goal. Damn. Um, Actually, wait, let me, let me revise that. Let me go with um, 31 to 25. Dan Campbell goes for two at some point. Um, I'm going to go 24, 17. With the Detroit Lions on top. All right. So Sam takes Ravens Niners for his Super Bowl matchup, and Beans, who I'm pretty sure that was his Super Bowl ma- matchup, goes for Chiefs versus Lions. I love it. This is great. Okay. So I need one more person for my top five list. And I am like trying to think of someone who is like. Because I, I got some people from old times. I got some. I, I got mostly people from like, you know, the now times. I need like one more person from like back in the day. Like everyone just loved. Yeah. No, this this list is awful. All right, Beans. This is Sam's weekly top fives. Presented by no one yet. If you want to present Sam's weekly top five with any of your businesses, please contact us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S in the comments or on Twitter. So this is a top five list of people who have been the most popular at any point in their lives. So people with 100% approval ratings. Number five, Morgan Freeman. That's a good one. Number four, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, they, yeah, obviously. Number three, George Washington, after winning the Revolutionary War and before he had slaves. Man, that's, a, that's, that's a good. That's a good little definitive gap there. I like it. Good job. Um, Megan Fox, Transformers, two thousand eight. That S tier. And number one, Stone Cold Steve Austin at any point. God, that's a beautiful list. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm not a little shocked that there's not some recency bias with Jason Kelsey being like number two. Um, but good list overall. I, I kept it. I had one um, honorable mention, Tom Hanks. Okay. One, that was my one honorable mention was Tom Hanks. Really debated between Morgan Freeman and Tom Hanks, but uh, but Morgan Freeman is older, so he is more beloved. Um, actually, you know what? I screwed this list up. You know who I forgot? Who? Scratch Morgan Freeman at five. He's an honorable mention with Tom Hanks. Betty White is five. Okay. All right. May she Betty White. Absolutely. So to recap. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Megan Fox, 2008 Transformers, George Washington, post-Revolutionary War, free slaves, if that time frame exists, Uh, (laughs) Jason Kelsey, and Betty White. Good list. I'm I'm proud of you, Sam. (laughs) Well, Beans, do you have a thought-provoking moment for us? Before no, we... I'll save it for next week. Uh, next week's going to be our 100th episode. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun time. God, I, I cannot believe we're going to hit a milestone. 
Am I going to have to make a top five list for top five best moments on the show? You might have to. Uh, I'm, I'm, hoping, to... I'm hoping we get to get our third compadre on here, you know, for this episode with it being 100. That's Think about what we were doing 99 episodes ago. LOL. <laughs> what was I doing 100 episodes ago? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't even think it's, I, I think we've like missed at least one week or so. So it's not even we've like missed a couple. It's during not even like wedding, during anniversary. I don't even know when, when did we first upload our first episode? Uh, it was like a, it was like right after the Super Bowl. Okay. That, so I think we're almost, that. we're almost at our two year mark. We're almost there. Honestly, like not missing like almost any time. Cause like, let's think. Like we had to miss a, we had to miss a couple weeks for my wedding. It's like you know? it's only like two weeks up. Actually, no, it's three because we did like two shows in one week, one time. Yeah. Are we going to actually like beans? Are we going to actually do a draft like live stream this year? Are we going to do it? Are we going to finally do it? I know that the, this is the end of the show. The show is ended. Like we're not talking about anything sports. It's all business. I'm asking you, for our fans, for our community, are we going to do a draft live stream this year? Dude, I think we should, because I, I think that's how we kind of got together as a friend. I mean, we've always been friends, but like we when we started doing this, we started watching the drafts together, and that kind of like got the ball rolling, you know? I just need to know, am I taking that day off of work. I want to. There's a lot of days I need to take off work, though, this year. But I'm willing to do it, mainly because I was already willing to do it. I mean, obviously, we could do the first round. You know, I think that's always a good... Oh, God, we're not doing anything past the first round. Are you kidding me? I'm not wasting my entire weekend. But the first round, obviously... I don't like our fans that much. I know, yeah, so... I think that's something we could definitely work out in our books. Hopefully, we could get our again third compadre on here. You know, little companion, little Gavin Alexander. We can bring Alexander. the compadre with us. Yeah, it'll be fun. Be a good time. We can all we can have all of our wags with us. Yeah, and so um, definitely something our that we. Wags. I think that's definitely something we should do. We could talk about as a you know I'm a third partnership. You're a third. Gavin's a third. Like as a trio, like we'll talk about this in our business and see if uh. In our little business chat, we can call a meeting to order and see if that's something we can cook up here. I I like cooking. I like I hate cleaning. All right. I actually remember beans. I cannot remember. This is the last question. I promise you because I know that you're busy. But beans, I finally remembered what I was going to ask you. Okay. So those of you that don't know, I might have already said it on the show. I told Beans I had a question for him, and I couldn't remember. And I just suddenly remembered. Beans, this Saturday is the Royal Rumble match for WWE. There, 30 men will enter one ring, only to be eliminated if they get thrown over the top rope. Same thing for the women as well. Less dramatic. Beans. I need you to pick the winner of the women's Royal Rumble and the men's Royal Rumble. Dude, I don't even know who's in it. That's the point. 
Well, that that is the point of the Royal Rumble. No one knows who's actually in it. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> How am I supposed to pick if I don't know who's in it? Well, you know, some people are, like like there's guys who like announce like, oh, I'm like in the Royal Rumble, and it's like, okay, like we know. Like I don't know, Roman Reigns is he still alive? Roman Reigns is so I will not let you pick him because Roman Reigns is currently the champion, so he wouldn't enter the Rumble, and he's currently in a title match. So he okay. double won't be in the rumble. Ooh, uh, Kofi Kingston. Is he still All right, alive? He's taking Kofi Kingston, who is basically just a, uh, at this point in his career, a spot merchant. But I like it. That is a legitimate wrestler that will probably be, that will be in the match. Okay. But being you got Kofi Kingston for the men, who do you got for the women? Dude, I don't remember any of the women. Uh, is there like a Layla something? So here's the thing. WWE doesn't have a great women's roster all the time. So there is a girl named Layla. And she has been in a Royal Rumble in the past, but she is like not like a regular person on TV. But I kind of want to keep having you name women's wrestlers until you get one. I feel like, like I feel like it's very like common names. Like you have a Layla or like a like a I don't know, like a There was a Layla. Or like a Leah or uh uh, there actually is an Aaliyah. So see, like, if you could come up with, like, a girl name, like a, a Macy or a Marcy or something like that, and it's like, yeah, that's that girl. Like, Marcy Reigns. No Macy, no Marcy. Okay, well, okay, I'm gonna go with Aaliyah, then. A Mercedes Monet. Okay, Monet, whatever. Mercedes Monet, Beans, you think that Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, will return and win the Rumble? You're a mad lad. I love you, Beans. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's not going to happen, by the way, okay. but it's okay. I like it. it. You know, it's more likely to happen than any of the other two girls that you named. Thank you. It's probably going to be ba- It's probably going to be Bailey, by the way. Okay. Well, that, that was going to be like my fifth name. That was going to going to pull a Bailey out of my butt. Like, hey, you know, like I, I can't stand the fact that like you started naming off just singular women's names. And I was like, wait a minute. There is, um, there is that girl that is named that. There's a girl named Kelly Kelly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, women's wrestling, am I right? Yeah. All right, Beans, do you have a final word? Do you have a final hot take? Do you have a final anything for the beautiful people out there? Uh, no, I don't. Go Chiefs. Uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Stay warm during this freezing rain. Schools, quit canceling, please and thank you. That is all. <laughs> all right well beans i think those were beautiful words and i think it's great that we end up on that thank you to everyone who has been listening to our show today and for the last 99 episodes i'm sure we'll get very sentimental about the 100th episode and you know here's to you know more episodes we'll get we'll we'll be sent to you there want to thank beans for you know being here want to thank gavin in the future for being here because he's coming on to the next episode i'm not going to let him not um and thank you all dear viewers for listening to us again today as i've said before if you want to find this episode the best way to find it is on our twitter feed at underscore underscore f3s that's underscore underscore f3s on twitter all the episodes will be posted with the link to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also type in Flyover State Sports Show, the number one sports podcast with Flyover and State 
in the name or flyover and sports. I think it is actually. So the number one of that, we don't know. We're the number one though. We're number one. Absolutely. So we're on Apple pod and Spotify. As I was saying, thank you again for listening today. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for flying with us. How fast do you think Lamar Jackson is going to run this weekend? Best fuck.